Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio controlled. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony CC. Tony CC. Hey, what is going on, guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. You know, I've got so many things I want to talk about. This could go all over the place. <laughs> you know it. We're going to let you know right up front what's going on. I, you know, I want to talk about my TLR 22 5.0 and getting into kind of racing, but not really wanting to get into the race scene, but doing some racing for fun locally. Um I want to talk a little bit about Clodbusters and just how those things have stood the test of time in some ways, many ways, actually. Um, they do require a lot of uh, upgrading to make them cool, but, I mean, the components of it really last. Um, and actually, the you know, the gearboxes in the axles do pretty well for the power that we put through them. Um, LMT updates. Uh, there's so many things that I want to talk about. The uh, the Red Cat Kaiju. Um, going back to the Clodbuster, talking about the regulator chassis from J Concepts, which has been out for a while now, and I'm loving it. I've been doing so much monster truck stuff, you guys. Like the LMT has got me so jazzed about RC monster trucks again that not only am I running the LMT all the time, but I'm running all my other stuff. My Clodbusters. I've been working on stuff, wrenching on them. I've uh, been building the JER APEP chassis, and that's actually fully functional and running now. Um, it took, you know, it took a little bit of work, uh, but I was up for the task and uh, helping figure it out. I know that, it, you know, he's newer to the market, but he's got a pretty, I think, pretty cool chassis there uh, with lots of options. Um, some people think it has too many holes, but there's a lot of chassis I've already seen on the market that have. Uh, a whole lot of holes as well. Um, so I like the the having all the holes, but also having the scale chassis shape. I guess that's the difference. Um, but anyway, uh, overall, I'm really, really liking it. It did require a lot of um, building, I will say, uh, and modifying even what came with it. Uh, because it gives you so many options with it, you get... Uh, four lengths, but you also get trailing arms and, you know, all the different components to put together how you really want to. And I chose not to do the trailing arm option uh, because I want to go more scale. And so I used the four lengths that came with it. But I think that maybe those were more intended to be used as upper links for the trailing arms. So that meant that I had even more cutting to do. Um, so I ended up putting the shorter trailing arms on the bottom uh, the four links, the, sh the shorter links on the bottom, and then cutting the top ones to be about the same size as the lowers. And um, that gave me a little bit better geometry there uh, so that my pinion angle wasn't twisting a whole bunch like it was when I first built it and was uh, moving the, the suspension, cycling through it. I mean, it were, the axles were twisting a lot. Um, so I got them closer so that kind of the radius that they swing stays about the same and it's not pushing the top of the axle away and making the pinion tilt up. That was the issue I was having. Anyway, um, able to do it with all the parts that came with it. Um, it just took some tinkering to get it kind of set up how I like it and wanted it because I want it to be like a freestyle-ish truck. Um, 
and the wheelbase is about the wheelbase of an SMT 10. So it's about 14 inches, 13.9, uh, 14 inches. I'd say it's closer to 14. Um, it's a little bit longer, just barely longer than an SMT 10 when I have it all set up right now. Uh, which is fine, except that the body I have is more of a shorter wheelbase body. So I might have to take it apart and do a little bit more cutting if I want to scale up that body on it. Uh, we'll see because I really like how it's handling and I think it's going to be good for freestyle the way that it's set up. Um, give me a little bit more balance if I'm trying to do uh, stuff on the nose or wheelies and stuff like that. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, the nice thing is that I have the ability to make all of those changes and kind of set it up how I want. Um, but it is definitely able to be customized to put the shocks on trailing arms. And there's a whole bunch of uh, options for you to choose different shocks based on the length because there's so many mounting holes that you can kind of put different length shocks in there. I just went with the full on. I had a SMT 10 builders kit. So mine's a little bit less needing all of the holes. Um, but I, I, I was happy for them when I actually did set up the shocks and was trying to get the, uh, the the lower links kind of parallel to the ground and all that i had some options so anyway it's been a fun build it, it it's taken time because i've been having to kind of figure it out and work through things that come up um but overall i like how it looks and i'm enjoying how it runs so i mean there's something to be said for that um and i know that he's still working on the design on things and he's he's mentioned that he's got different um, links that he's kind of been working on Ford and all that. So it's, it's kind of a work in progress, but, uh, yeah, I, the chassis itself, the plates itself, I'm digging. Um, and all of the rest of it, I mean, I could have just bought links that are for an SMT 10 and, you know, they'd have been sized up perfectly for the geometry and I could have mounted them to the holes and it'd been easy. Um, but I liked how large his four links are. And so that's kind of what I went with instead of putting on different ones that I already had here. Um, all right. So that, I didn't even mean to talk about that. See, it's going to be all over the place. Cloudbuster have been running the Cloudbusters videos on the USA one on my Michigan ice monster. Uh, the, the Bigfoot 10, um, stuff like that have been videos have been up and doing well. Uh, you guys seem to be liking that kind of stuff. So I'll be doing more of that um in the future and it's cool to see so i mean i've got just so many that i want to do um i pulled up my uh gunslinger it needs some of the uh the links the cloudbuster ones that go on the bottom um to be put on it only has two on it for some reason uh not bigfoot 10 um yeah it's bigfoot 10 what am i talking about uh so yeah, my Bigfoot 10 is on the J Concepts regulator chassis and boy, do I like that chassis. I just got another one, um, that I bought on Sam from Bart and, uh, assembled it last night while I was just doing like a live zoom, not online live, but just hanging out with people talking RCs. And I just sat here at my desk and built it, um, super easy build and uh had it together in like 10 minutes or something like that so that was nice now that i've done one of them it's really fast and easy to build the next one 
um, not looking at all the directions and having a uh, one to look at for how I had set up the battery tray made that part a whole lot easier because that was the hardest part for me. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be doing a barefoot. I got a barefoot body uh, from Mike McKenzie. And so that's already ready to go. We'll just slap it on there. Um, the other option would be I do have an original Gravedigger truck. That red truck with the yellow lettering. I did get one of those from Drive RC that I could paint up for it, um, possibly to run on it. But I'm thinking I'm going to go with Barefoot. I don't know what I'm going to do with the other uh, Gravedigger body that I have in the bag. I might just hold on to it for now. Um, so that is kind of coming on that front. But, man, the Cloudbusters just amazed me. Uh, the more I've been working on them, I've taken the, the Michigan Ice Monster apart now. All the axles came apart, got all new bearings in it, buttoned back up. I got the um, the motor mounts, the adjustable motor mounts now, and uh, was able to, to jam in some 19-tooth pinions inside of the axles on that one. And so that's really cool. Um, have been breaking axles on these things as I've been jumping them and doing the videos. Uh, found out that I have some of the really old plastics on some of these, some originals. Um, and same with the USA one. Those are like 1980s plastics. So um, I did break those just landing a jump and uh, putting putting new ones on. I need to get some of the, the stiffeners for those, but they're sold out at CPE. Just put in another order um, with CPE, Crawford Performance Engineering, for a whole bunch of Cloudbuster parts. And... Um, what I get? I got ladders. I got um, arms. Um, I got new gears for in the in the axles. I got bearings coming. Just so many things that are coming for these uh, Cloudbusters. Again, I'm having so much fun with them right now. Um, so it's what uh, here. What I ordered the. Um, I'm on the website right now. Sea uh, parts tree. So yeah, it definitely is like the black uh, ladders, and then um, the E parts. And so basically, the the carrier hub and the end of the axle um, stuff like that for it. And then F parts, <laughs> which are those lower links that strap on to the ladders into the middle of the chassis. I don't know the name of what they call all those things, but, um, so I have several of those coming because those do crack. Um, my son on my Bigfoot one broke off one of the, um, oh, that's what I got was a, um, metal dual shock mount because of the Bigfoot we have runs dual shocks. And so the way that he drives it, uh, you bust off the shock mounts from the uh, the ladders. So I got the metal ones that mount to the braces on the axles, and I'll be mounting those onto his big foot. But, man, we've been doing so much work, so much wrenching on, and I say we, I mean I, have been doing so much wrenching from fixing up my kids' Arma shocks to um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, working on the Michigan Ice Monster, building this APEP chassis, um, we got in the, uh, from dark side, the Yeti Can-Am bodies that were painted to be like Max D fire and, uh, soldier of fortune ice. And so those are going to go on the little Yeti Can-Ams to be like the monster jam speedsters. And so that's a project I have to finish up. I did shoe goo the inside of them to protect the paint. 
So that was a project I worked on. Um, we got in uh, a special project from Garrett Binder with a 3D print for my uh, monster tank that I'm working on. And I need to find somebody that can paint that or can do a wrap for me. And I'm trying to decide which I'd like. I'd prefer paint if I can get it. But if I can't find somebody to do the, the painting, then I need to uh, get a wrap done, I guess. Um but yeah, okay, so jumping gears, monster trucks, um, well, not yet, kaiju, red cat kaiju. What does red cat need to do to drop um, the hatred that so many people have toward them um, and the dislike for their products? I, you know, so the first red cat I ever had was the red cat ground pounder, which was not a bad car. I mean, it was, it was their own design. It was one of the few solid axle trucks out there and it did all right i mean we i put on freestyle axle braces and i went to a metal spur gear but put in brushless power but i just ran it man and it took it um it needed the upgrades but it was still cheaper to upgrade at the time than my smt 10 was and you know i wanted to like my smt 10 better but i always seemed to win more with the ground pounder i don't know why um but um, that yeah, was a thing. I don't know why. Um, so going forward, you know, I finally got my SMT-10s dialed. That was way back when I first started uh, in the monster truck stuff. So that was a, a fine experience for me. I guess I haven't had some of the really cheap stuff that they do because they do rebrand a lot of things. Um, and they, they have really low price points, but it also like maybe sours people because of parts break in or part availability. I don't know. But the Gen 8 isn't that bad, especially for the cost for $299. Uh, the V2, they've made some upgrades to it to, to, to address some of the issues that the version 1 had. Um, but, I mean, it, it doesn't get hatred from me from running it. And then the Kaiju, I mean, that's very, very much like the team-associated MT-10 that's been scaled up a bit. If you look at how everything's designed... From the uh, shock towers to the arms on it, the A-arms, the lower A-arms, um, the way that the shocks uh, have that um, guard on the front of them, all of that geometry looks the same, just scaled up. Um, but that was an awesome truck for me. The Team Associated MT-10 was awesome. So I'm excited about running the uh, Kaiju I just got. I'm just shocked at how many people have like disdain for it um when it's a 400 6s monster truck eight scale monster truck now it's a smaller eight scale um it it runs about the size of a creighton 4s but a creighton 4s is the same amount it doesn't have the the nice big aluminum metal shocks and some of the other stuff that you get and the wheels and tires are really awesome on this uh kaiju as well um, so that's almost like bonus on there that you have these really great wheels on it. Um, and, you know, all other things kind of the same or not. I guess the one thing would be the spur gear does um, and tend to get chewed up on the Kaiju under 6S because it's plastic. But that's a $20 fix and uh, you're able to just run 6S for days on that thing because it can take it. Uh, as long as you don't crash and break other stuff. <laughs> but the spur gear can then take it. So I have one of those immediately on order um, upon getting this. 
haven't even driven it yet, but I know that's something I'm going to want to change out. Um, and then I ordered spare upper A-arms because those are the two things that I've seen in the videos that go bad. But that's not bad. I mean, any truck that you run 6S on, you're going to break something on. It just, it happens. Um, these bash trucks, we say that they're, you know, tough as nails or whatever. And they are, but there's a break point. There is. You stuff a landing just the right way. Stuff is going to break. And, um, you know, we want to say things aren't tough or whatever, but we're we're trying to get them to do stuff. <laughs> that now they know that we're going to do, but still you can only try to, to mitigate the problem. It's still going to break. It's just what's going to break. How easy is it to fix? And what's the cost of the part that breaks? If you can keep those low and easy to work on, I'm, I'm totally fine switching out parts for breaking. Just have spares on me while I'm out, just swap it out at the truck and then take it back out and keep running. So, um, I'm actually really excited about it. The price point, those things are going to sell out for Christmas. I just know it um, because you get a whole lot of truck. And it just looks good. Like, it's sitting over on my bench right now. The blue pops like crazy. And I actually like the size of it. So, I it's smaller than, like, an Outcast, uh, which is an 8 scale, which it kind of looks like it would be in, you know, as far as a stunt truck could be in that kind of class or category uh, with that and a Revo. But it's 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 smaller, just a bit, and it just I just like the size of it a lot. I just like the the stance of it and how it looks. So, um, yeah, that's uh that's something you guys will be seeing lots of videos on, um, and I'll be running it quite a bit. Something fun when I don't want to be doing the scale stuff, um, I'll be doing that. Now jumping ship finally. Okay, monster trucks, you you you're done, <laughs> you're done for a minute. The TLR 22 5.0 AC Astro Carpet, um, man, that thing is amazing. So I got that kit a while back, but I've been so busy with everything that I just never got to it. And um, my buddy Jeremy uh, was over. Uh, you guys have seen him in videos, and I've talked about him a lot. He helps out all the time with stuff with me. Uh, was over. Um, looking at the LMT and some other stuff. And he said that he was, you know, looking for something to do if I had something. And, uh, I said, well, I've got this kit. And so he built the kit for me, the TLR 22. Um, and man, <laughs> it is awesome. One, he did a great job putting it together for me cause it handles really well. Uh, and too. It's just so much fun. I didn't expect it to be as much fun as it is, but it's crazy to drive something that's so dialed and corners so well and has so much control on the ground and in the air. And, oh man, I just, I, I'm loving it. So it has a reedy black box in it. Uh, the, the bare bones one, I think it's a 600 Z or something. And, uh, it's got a, a phantom 17.5, uh, brushless motor in it. So it's spec class. I had to get the weight right, so I had to put some weights in it. And I have a few parts on order like that'll help get the weight down, um, get more weight there so I can remove these other weights that I've just kind of stuck in there. Um, but, man, my, my kids and I took it up. I think it was Sunday night and ran it, and uh, they loved it as well. And then I went back on Monday and ran it because I had so much fun. 
I wanted to go uh, just by myself and just spend an hour there running. And I was just having a blast. And I wasn't as bad as I thought I was going to be. I thought I was going to be banging off of every wall and all over the place. But I could get several laps in without crashing, which is pretty cool. Um, not the fastest, but it felt good. Um, and then I went back on Tuesday after a lunch meeting. I just kind of shot over there since I was already out. It's, you know, it's 25 minutes from my house. So since I was already over there, I figured, you know what, I'm just going to, I work from home. So I kind of set my hours. I'm just going to run over there for 30 minutes, throw in a lap or two and, uh, you know, make sure I'm paid up. Cause I was kind of questioning if my, um, my membership was pulling right. So I wanted to talk to him about that too. So I could be squared away. And they said they had a race that night and uh, that should come out. And I was like, eh, nah. Um, but I ended up going and uh, have had a blast. Um, I did, there was qualifiers. So I think I did like fourth in the qualifiers out of eight. Um, and then in the A main, I broke on the first lap. So before the A main, I took it out. Not the A main. What am I talking about? The main. I was in the B main. <laughs> I was not in the A main. Um, I, all I wanted to say was the main. I don't know why I said A main. Um, but in the the first main, that's probably what I was trying to say. Uh, was I I got into the mix with everybody in the front in one of the the corners on the first lap and caught the the inner wall and stripped the servo horn, which was stock plastic. And, um, yeah, it's, um, so going backwards in time a little bit, the reason I wasn't sure I was going to race was because of the transponder. I have them, but I'm running that servo that has the receiver built into it by spectrum. And, um, I really like it, but it only has a throttle input on it. And then the bind input. Now the bind input has power so you can run a fan off it, which I'm doing. And you can also run. Um, you can also run, I guess the, the transponder, I put a splitter on it, but what is supposed to simplify things in some ways made it more complicated because then I had to have a Y splitter and then all these cables going everywhere and trying to wrap them. So my cable management is awful. <laughs> all right. So going back, I, I, um, before the race, they said it was open for practice. So I thought I'd just get out there and run. I just like running. So um, if I have a chance to be out running, I'm going to be doing it. So I, th I threw it in a battery, took it out there as running and had a, a little crash that stripped the servo or slid it so that it wasn't centered anymore. So I took it all apart. I had like five minutes and it's not easy to get at. I had to take apart the front end to get to the uh, servo horn, took it off, recentered it, put it back on. So it was already not great. So the hit that I took in that first corner was very light, but it, it killed my steering. So I just said, I'm done. And, um, they pulled it off the, the track, but I'm pumped to get back out there. I have a metal servo horn on order and I'm probably going to be swapping out this, uh, receiver servo combo here soon. Um, I've noticed I went back on the, um, the horizon website and it's discontinued. I think I don't even see it listed anymore. So that makes me think that maybe it's not something that they, a lot of people are using. Um, I thought it was going to make it lighter for me and you know, a lot of things, but, um, yeah, 
it I like it, but it definitely has its limitations. Uh, but it's very fast and very responsive. I like that about it. And um, if I had, you know, I just probably need to get more options for my splitters and different things. And if I could learn to cut the wires and put the ends back on that go into a receiver, I could shorten up some things, but I don't trust myself with that yet. I'm not a wiring kind of guy in general. Um, it's not my thing. So, and I know it needs to be my thing, but it's not at the moment. <laughs> so I think, it, I think what I have is a 6240, um, the S6240. And, and they have other ones that are around it that don't have the built-in receiver. Uh, the RX version, I think it's like 6240 RX. Um, but yeah, I don't see those listed anymore. So I have a feeling I'll probably just get a 6240 or 6250 and run that. Um, I also have, cause they're nice and short. That's nice thing about them. They fit in there so well. So I'd like to keep another one that's nice and tight like that is. So um, I'll probably look at it, get the high speed one that I'm running with the 6240 and uh, call it good. But anyway, just I'm having a blast and, you know, all RC stuff has just been really, really fun for me recently. YouTube's been doing really well. Um, you guys are watching the videos and I can't say thank you enough. It's crazy um, how many more views we're getting um, after we post a video in the first 24 hours on the last couple of videos, most of them have been about 3000 views and that's unheard of for me, <laughs> um, at least 2000. So the view counts have been up pretty high. Um, and so that's been, been fun to see, you know, getting into this, not expecting it to be anything other than just a fun place to share my videos. Having grown up with my dad, always had a, uh, a video camera camcorder strapped to his hip with the cable going up to his arm where he's holding the camera. Um, and he record all of our BMX races and we'd go back and we'd watch him back after the race was done because it's always different to see it, um, in replay than how it feels when you were doing it. And so, um, without that kind of energy and high, you're like, Oh, so it wasn't as big of a thing as I thought it was, or, Oh, well, that was even cooler than I thought it was. And so that's what kind of got me into to filming the RCs and loving watching them back and then having YouTube as a place to just dump them. And that has grown into the channel that it is today. And so it's been a lot of fun and uh, really enjoying it. So thanks for tuning in. Anyway, guys, um, I do have batteries to charge. They aren't on the charger. I need to get some batteries charged up for the Kaiju. So I'll be heading down um, when I have time to sit there and baby them and monitor them. Uh, throw some charge on them and uh, get things going. But um, yeah, batteries, man, and battery safety has been more and more of a thing for me recently. I'm really loving the uh, Spectrum Smart Series. In fact, that's what I'm running in my TLR um, are the uh, the shorty packs by Spectrum. They're smart batteries, makes charging them easy, makes putting them into storage mode easy, um, and I just, I couldn't be happier with the performance of them so far. So, um, not sponsored by Spectrum or anything, but that is kind of my go-to battery right now. Uh, all because of their auto discharge to storage mode that they have. Uh, but also just how easy they've made it with their smart system for charging. 
and um, just putting them on and, and not having to think too much about it because it knows what the battery is. You want to verify it and look over it um, when it connects and tells itself what to charge at. But then you just push start and it gets going. It's awesome. And it charges really fast. So uh, for me, I don't do any of that like 2C, 3C charging. Although I've been getting into it more because this is choosing to do that for a couple of them. Not 3C, but maybe 2C and a few like 10 amps instead of 5, which is what I always do. It's like 5 amps for most of my batteries are 5,000 milliamp hour. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm really happy with these Spectrum smart batteries, guys, for a basher out there. I'm no, I'm no racer. I know you guys have your own packs and stuff that you run. Um, but I'm liking these high-voltage ones in my TLR. Um, and for what I'm doing, they work uh, for a little fun at the track. So anyway, guys, hope you have fun RCing, and we'll catch you in the next episode.